Oh, man, I hate Mondays. Nah, man, it's Tuesday. Wait, 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 wait. What day is it? You know what day it is. Tuesday. Bruise Day Tuesday. Oh, fuck yeah! Grab a cold one. It's Bruise Day Tuesday. Here's Drez and Big Nate. Ah, yeah, now that's more like it. Bruise Day Tuesday on a Tuesday, the way it's meant to be. Sorry again for missing last week. I was just, I was under the weather. And I was actually, I think Tuesday last week was probably the sickest I was the entire, I felt like I, I was pretty, pretty ill the whole week. Whatever's been going around. I say it's been going around. It's, it it's definitely put me down for a while. been running like wildfire uh, this morning. Curtis from 107 Country PSK was complaining that he's got a tickle in his throat, so he's going to be the next victim, I think. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He's probably going to point the finger at me, although our paths rarely cross. It's not like we're sharing the same microphone. And also, at this point, it's too far removed. He's blaming Greg. Okay. Because Greg was like, and I told Greg before he came to your office, I was like, Drez is sick. You have the immune system of a toddler. You might want to, like, stay away. And he walked straight in. Well, here's the thing with Greg. So... I, I quoted Limp Biscuit. As soon as Greg stepped to my door, I said, you better keep your distance because right now I'm dangerous. But he wanted to ask me about how my trip went. And so I briefly told him he walked away, didn't even venture into the office, really just stayed in the doorway. But then he was apparently called out sick the next day. And I don't know if it really works it doesn't that, move quick, that quickly. So no. I don't know if Greg can blame me. For he's also one. like, he's got like very <clears throat> exaggerated hypochondria, like his mind convinces his body that he's sick all the time, that his body's just like, okay, we're sick now. Yeah, I don't know. And I responsibly waited because I, I've been dying to hear about your trip, but uh, frankly, I also didn't want to get sick. Frankly, yeah. I was really nervous about getting sick before the trip because I know that like you were sick. My mom and uh, who else? Somebody else around me had COVID. And so I was just like, oh man, here we go. We're going to get sick before we even go on this cruise. And even still, I was waiting to get sick on the cruise because, you know, you got to take two flights to get there and you're around people, close quarters. I think that's actually probably how I got sick coming back. If, if I flights. had to guess, it was probably from the flights. But I always get sick after flights. Yeah, it's it's the worst. But either way. All right. Well, first things first. Yes, I went on a cruise. The itinerary was to hit uh, three different countries. Two stops were in Mexico, so that's where these beers came from. This whole show is going to be Mexico beers. So I just popped the Carta Clara, which, as you can imagine, this is all in Spanish. It looks like it's a, it says Cerveza Pilsner Lager, so I guess this is like a Pilsner. La Prima Cerveza in Rancernos Sintir. Oh, gosh, I even took Spanish for like two or three years, but... I don't even know where this beer is. Somewhere in Mexico. Cerveza Clara. I don't know if Clara is. Oh, this is probably it. H-U-N-U-C-M-A. So, Hanukama Yucatan. Yucatan. I know that. It does say you must be 18 or older to drink. So, uh, that's how they do <laughs> things right. down there. And I do. And 3.8% alcohol. Although, instead of a point, it's a comma. So, 3,8% alcohol by volume. So a little bit different, obviously, with a cerveza. Uh, it came from, I think I purchased this one when we were at 
uh, see, this is the other problem with waiting too long to do this show. Now it's been a couple weeks. This was uh, the second stop. What was it? We went to Cozumel and then we went to something Maya, Costa Maya, Costa Maya was the the name of it and yours is the same i believe it was costa maya same beer stop yeah, i've that got I made. the uh cerveza superior etcha in mexico made in mexico obviously uh and uh this feels like a uh paps blue ribbon type of situation <laughs> that was the vibe i got from that grand camp. premio de paris which means they won a contest in paris in 1900 and then it looks like there was another one in 1917 and one in 1987, but they're all about putting their uh, awards on the uh, on the can here. I don't up four point four comma one ABV on this. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I chose this one because it said it's a superior so, beer. I'm sure, you will feel that way at the God. end of this segment. So, if I remember correctly, this was I can't remember what it was called. It was like the beer stop, the beer world, or whatever. I don't know. But they definitely had the biggest beer selection, Spanish beer collection that we passed cross with for the whole trip. And basically just had all these beers lined up. Thankfully, they had Wi-Fi, so I was able to hop on on tap to see you're making a great face. It's a big ringing endorsement for this beer. It's superior. And I remember she was just like, you know, didn't speak English, but like one and then pointed at this. Like, so they were stacked. There was like these stacks, the ones that are stacked here is one. This is two, and then three, and then up to four, I think, was the most. And we were speaking. Basically, everywhere took dollars. Yeah. But you did have to figure out the pesos to- I, I was saying, places like like the, the tourism trade's so big in places like, like Cosmelli that um, they almost have to. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the peso doesn't have the uh, highest value in the world. Yeah, it was something like- so they'd almost rather have the American dollars. Yeah, I mean, I now I'm going to try and re- – I can't remember if it was when we were in Belize or in – one of them, it was a great exchange rate because it was basically two to one. So it was easy to figure out. I think it was – oh, no, it, not pesos because pesos are – it's pesos. It was 150 yeah. pesos <laughs> was equal to like 10 bucks. Or something yeah. like that. So, you know, you had to kind of whatever. I don't know. But luckily, everybody just took dollars and you would just ask dollars, essentially. So, but all right. So, yeah. So, we went on this cruise. We went down, flew down to Fort Lauderdale. And it was with Princess, which was, we've only, this is only our second cruise. So, you know, I don't know. I, I've never went on a Princess cruise or whatever. But the stops that were scheduled to make was... First, we were going to go to Cozumel, then Honduras, then Belize, then Costa Maya last, and then back. So, a day at sea, and then all four of those stops, another day at sea, and then we're back. So, seven-day cruise, basically. And the boat was was nice. It was pretty cool. There was this – it was like this medallion boat. So, you, you got this little medallion thing, and that was pretty important because – that was how you got in your room, which was really sweet. Basically, when you started to walk up to your door, it would sense that you were there. It would unlock and say, oh, welcome and stuff. Oh, and then you cool. could – so you didn't have to pull out a key or do any of that. So that was kind of cool. And the same thing with ordering drinks at the bar. It was really weird because I went up to one bar. I kept looking for beers I hadn't had. Now, that's one thing I'm going to have to say. Princess beer selection was pretty terrible. On the entire boat, I had only found one beer that I had not had before. 
Although I was surprised when I did order a Foster's just because I saw people walking around with that it's huge Australian oil can. I have, I've had Foster's, but I had not untapped it. So I did get a, a check-in with that. But then there was this one bar that had a couple like Belgians that were like really gnarly, like 10% big old like Huck Session beers. And when I first went up there to order a beer... The guy like knew my name. And this was, I think, the first night there, the second oh, no. night. And it, it was weird at first, but it was just because when you walk up, they actually, they also had you submit like a photo of yourself. So basically your name and your photo would pop up and then they would say like, welcome. Or when you went to check out, they, they would say your name and room number to make sure that they're putting all the right bill or whatever. And at first I was just like, how did he know me? And then I was like, oh, of course, it's from this little, <laughs> little thing. But that was kind of cool that you yeah. just, oh, that's... you just click, I just kept it in my pocket or they sell like, you know, you can get a fancy little watch, watch thing for it or I wear it around your neck. Most people just, it came with a, just a lanyard around your neck and most people just wore it like that. But Now, so I'm going to ask a question here. Was it your uh, street name or government no, name? No, it was my government name. So that was weird. So that's that was even weird. weird. It was really weird. Yeah, it was my actual legal name. So everybody just kept saying that, and it was throwing me off. And I kept wondering- <laughs> Who the hell are they talking to? Like, when we actually met people on the cruise, then it was like, well, do I do I say my real name, or do I go by what I go by? Because then it was just it would just add all this whole, whole other layer of confusion. Yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. But. No, it's too familiar for me. You, well, you don't know me. Once we're done with this cruise, you're never seeing me again. Yeah, that's ain't that the truth. So, But the room was nice. We actually had a balcony this time, which is- that, oh, makes, really that cool. makes a big difference. And it was a cheaper balcony because ours had an obstructed view. So basically, most of the balconies, the little like partition, the wall thing is is glass. So you can see through it. You see the water. Ours was just solid because it was towards the front of the boat. So I think it was for structural purposes. So it was like a fraction of the cost of the other rooms. But the, what was also nice about our spot was... I guess it was where the boat started to curve. So our balcony was, was bigger. like three times, maybe yeah. even four times bigger. Like we could have, most people could just have like a little table and a couple chairs. You guys are out there playing cornhole. Yeah. I mean, basically, dude, we had like chairs with ottomans and then even in front of that, another three or four feet up until the uh, the railing or whatever. Well, that's so, pretty perfect. So that was kind of nice. And uh, we took full advantage. So the, the thing with this medallion, it also, you know, obviously it has like a GPS kind of a thing. So it's pretty handy if you were to go with like a group of people because you could just pull up the app and see where on the ship your friend is or your kid or whatever and then find them that way. It also works well because then you can just order through the app drinks or food. So say you're posted up just, you know. In a hot tub, and you want to order a, and they'll uh, come find you. Yeah, a cocktail or that's whatever. That's pretty awesome. But it didn't really work. I think one time it actually worked. Otherwise, we just would order and wait and wait and wait. And, and never it, arrives. It worked well getting stuff delivered to the room. That we yeah. never had an issue with. So there's a number, and it's, it's that was that was the only time. Otherwise, I think maybe one time we ordered through the app, and they actually found us. So that was not great, but. Good in theory, I guess. It's good in theory. It, it'll get better as, as time moves on and artificial intelligence starts to become smarter. Yeah. But uh, I guess maybe I'll just focus on the ship for, and then we'll talk Mexico and uh, when we drink these next round of Mexican beers. But saw lots of shows, saw uh, a few comedians, which was cool. The food was a bit lackluster. 
but it was decent. Again, the beer selection wasn't great, but the cocktails, that was my main thing. They had all these different cocktails. And with the app, you could just look through and see. I was just making a list of all the cocktails I wanted to try. And then if I liked them, I would put a star and come back to them and stuff. But we yeah. uh, we got our money's worth, I think, with the uh, you know the alcohol package. It, it's interesting you mentioned that because like a, a lot of times, I mean, I don't have not been on a cruise, but uh, restaurants are starting to move to that like uh, QR scan the QR code to get our menu, and I love it. But a lot of people hate it. The I reason it. I oh see, <clears throat> I love it. Um, the reason I love it is because like when you go to a restaurant, and you order like a lot of times they just want to take your menu right away from you. Well, sometimes I needed to consult. Well, yeah, I can just have right hang on to it. Yeah, say uh, like, mm. I always. I mean, I mean, you know me. I'm I'm someone who's gonna just. The positive of it is pretty. I always do massive. feel like those menus are disgusting, but I always like to wash my hands before I eat anyway. So yeah. I just you know once you get away the menu. But the thing I don't like about the scanning of the QR codes is one, I feel like people are on their phones too much anyway. That's true, and it's just inviting people to just because you pull out your phone to look at the menu and then you realize oh I got a I got an email I got a I got a this note and then next thing you know. People are just on their phone while you're out there trying to eat. That's true, but I, I I think that's more of a self control issue, like in in people and our attention spans. Fair enough. The other problem with the QR codes is I keep hearing about all these damn scams. That's true too. So I would you would think that that would be pretty. They'd be on top of it if there if there was an issue with you know at a restaurant, probably not so much, but mainly you know if it's uh, a place where you're supposed to pay, like parking garages with QR codes. Yeah, that's people. People are putting their own little QR code scam things over there, and then you're getting your info, and then you're screwed. So, but uh, without going on a tangent in that direction, but yeah, the ship was cool, man. It was the Princess uh, Sky Princess, I believe, was what it was called. It's gosh, it feels like it was forever ago at this point. It's pretty wild. We should have definitely done this show last week. Like a week and a half. If only I was up to snuff and feeling it. But oh, one thing about the ship was I get a little bit motion sickness, mainly in cars. I'm not good. I can drive all day. But if I am a passenger in the back seat, I'm not doing good. In the front seat, I'll just be falling asleep. So I was nervous about that a little bit. Last time, we specifically tried to get a room in the middle of the ship because that's it'll be less yeah. moving. And I was popping Dramamine every day. This time, I was like, all right, well, let me not take Dramamine. See how we do. We were obviously not in the center of the ship. We were towards the front and the balcony. So we were like the... You're feeling r- it. Feeling it for sure. And believe it or not, still feeling it. Felt it for days afterwards getting off the ship. It was it's weird, but eventually it goes away. But the other thing was, and I don't know, I saw the story when I came back. Did you read? Did you read about the ship rocked that actually gonna, ran into the pier? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that happened while you were... Out and on a like, cruise well, ship. Yeah. We had the same sort of issues. There were some wild, wild storms. So bad, in fact, we unfortunately missed going to Honduras. We had to change our, our plans and itinerary because it was apparently just going to be too sketchy. So we ended up staying in Cozumel longer and then doing a full day at sea the next day when we were supposed to be in Honduras, which sucked because that was where we had like snorkeling booked. We were all supposed to go to this animal resort or whatever sanctuary thing where they were we were going to be able to hold sloths oh, which cool. i was really looking forward yeah. to because sloths are like the coolest yeah. animal ever but so that didn't happen unfortunately and instead the morning that we were supposed to be in Honduras, it was this crazy storm thunder and super rough 
And at one point, the ship just was like super tilted. This was at like 8 a.m. or something. I get out of bed to go to the bathroom and the door like slams behind me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this ship is crooked as hell. And then I'm walking back to the bed, my side of the bed. And it, seriously, it feels like you're like climbing up a hill. And I told BB, I'm like, this ship is crooked as hell. She's like, what? I don't, she was still laying in bed. I was like, stand up. And as soon as she stood up, she like just fell against the, the, the wall because it was that bad. So then of course the captain comes on and is like, and just the most awkward kind of like trying to play it cool. We're, we're going to write this ship. We're going to, you know, uh, fix the bottom. I guess there's, they keep water yeah, underneath. There's, you know, a, there's a, uh, a what do you call that? Yeah. What, uh, ballast. Ball- there you go. We're going to adjust that, whatever. And then once he got it fixed, he came back on and was like, okay, um, what, what was the word he used? Because we kept quoting it because it was so funny. He was just like, oh. I was uh, a bit of a scupper there for a bit. <laughs> he's, he's just, oh man. But it was, it was pretty wild. And so there's another thing, just like our celebrity edge cruise that we went on, I had a feeling it was going to be like this. And then it was pointed out to us as we were going through security. My wife went through first, like to get onto the ship. My wife went through first and then the security guy said something to her and she started laughing. And I was like, what did he say to you? <laughs> you know, he did the wand with the metal detector, whatever. It's just like, you're the youngest people that have come through here. <laughs> it was all old people. Like, again, we were by far, I mean, there was maybe I did spot a kid or here or there, but we were certainly the younger crowd. And we're, I mean, shoot, mid to late 40s at this, or mid to late 30s at this point. <laughs> so you're not in your 40s. And, uh, and we were the young ones. So it was a much older crowd. Um, but what I was getting at was, We've talked to quite a few of them that have done tons and tons of cruises. And a lot of them said that they had never went through anything like that. Like, so that was pretty unusual, I would say. And and to the uh, the point of your uh, being the youngest people, you you know they have morgues on cruise ships, right? Oh, yeah. That was brought up. We talked to numerous people. Did that, you find it? Well, no. I don't want to know where it's it at. It would not surprise me at all that somebody died on that cruise because there was one point when we were in the pool – and BB turned to me and was just like, oh, we got one. <laughs> it was just like this old lady just, and not moving at all. And then finally she said she saw her move. But, I mean, it was for a good 20, 30 minutes. I mean, there'd be worse ways to go. Well, that's the thing. I guess, you know, you're if old. Or the family had one a refund. You go wild. But, yeah, there, we talked to numerous people that said, oh, yeah, we've seen people die on the cruise ships. You know, it's. There, it's that happens. Just you know, a fact of life. Else. It's true though. If you had to go, you know, it could be could be worse ways. So I don't know about you. I'm out of beer. I'm talking too much about the cruise, but I want to talk a little bit about Mexico, and we'll do that here shortly. First, the Mexican beers. Again, these taste a little bit nicer when you're actually in Mexico, you know, and you get a nice little cerveza. These, as expected, aren't going to live up to my crafty, uh, you know, what I'm used to drinking. But again, it's nothing too too bad. This is just a, a typical, I guess, Mexican pilsner. Uh, I don't know what this word means, but there's 1886. So I don't know if they've been brewing beer that long or what. But is it uh, Desda? Yeah, that yeah, that's that's when they were established. All right, so they've been doing this for a while. This beer isn't too terrible. I'm just gonna give it a, a three. This one's got 1896. <clears throat> um, superior cerveza, cerveza superior. 
I don't know what they're saying it's superior to. Not Modelo, which is, of course, my go-to Mexican beer. It's not bad. Um, this is already not my style, so they're kind of already starting on a down note. I'll, I'll give it a 275. I would drink on a hot day, like if I'm on the beach, I, I think if I were in yeah, Mexico. All of these, you know, absolutely. And like I said. Here in the confines of the studio, 275. Yeah, all the cervezas, don't get too excited for them. I mean, 3.8% alcohol. I mean, yeah, it's essentially drinking seen water. A it's low. It's an easy drink. That's their so. lunch beer. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll play a song. We'll come back, and I'll talk a little bit about Mexico and the two stops that we made here in a little bit. It is Bruise Day Tuesday right here on 105.3 The Bear. Stick around.